Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Stay refreshed with Taste Salud, the ultimate hydration experience. Dive into the world of Agua Frescas, designed to elevate your day. Boost your energy, stay hydrated, and unwind with Salud's on-the-go stick packets, each with just one gram of sugar. Exclusive for our listeners, enjoy a 10% discount on your first order with code TASTE10 at checkout. Visit tastesalud.com for the full selection. Taste the difference with Taste Salud. Cheers to health. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. James Seltzer, coming your way till 6 o'clock with me, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Number 72, Trey Thomas. What's up, Trey? Oh, yeah. Feeling good, man. What a beautiful day out. Just a little cold and rainy, but it's nice. <laughs> Trey, you know why it's beautiful? It's because yeah. Philadelphia keeps winning games, oh, baby. Man. Yeah, we keep winning, man. Even in spring training, we're winning. That's right. City of champions. How That's about right. that? That's How right. about that? Spring training, we win. The Phillies take it 9-6. to six. If you want to weigh in on the Phillies, we'll take some calls. We're here to talk some some birds with you, though. Is, uh, yeah. And coming up in just a little bit, the process pregame show is the Sixers go for their seventh straight win tonight. Take it on the Magic. We'll get into that. But first and foremost, Trey, it has been a little over two weeks. We're almost three weeks now. Uh, are you still basking in the glow? Oh, yeah. Definitely, man. Still riding that high, man. Just of, you know, just finally accomplish, accomplishing what every team in the past have that's walked up out there on that field tried to do that this team really brought it home and just being able to still, you know, watch all the highlights and, and just read all the different stuff that's going on. It still just feels really good. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. mainline it in my veins. I want like every <laughs> highlight, every game, every every little thing yeah. about this magical season, this magical run. I just want it. I want it always to be yeah. <laughs> to be coming into me. But um, it is that time where where we're starting to still basking in the glow, and I feel like it's it's something that we've talked about is is going to change us, and we'll never not bask in this glow. But we are starting to look forward, and we're going to get into that a lot in the, the hour plus we have to talk today. The concept of kind of what now and where this team goes next. A lot of big decisions yeah. facing this team this offseason, Trey. We're going to get into those, obviously, I think at the top, and, and we'll get into it a little more coming up next hour. But what to do with Nick Foles? That has been the, the <laughs> biggest the biggest storyline. Yeah. Other than obviously since the Super Bowl has ended, it's been all about Nick Foles. Do they trade him? Does he want to start somewhere? Do they have to keep him? The Wentz recovery. We're going to get into this a lot more yes, coming up, yes, but just yes, a very yes. quick feel on what is your kind of general feel on this whole Nick Foles situation that it's become? I think that you have to keep him just because you don't know where Wentz is going to be. I mean, I know he's saying that he's going to be back at the beginning of the season, but I don't want to rush him. You know, just let him take his time. Let the healing process work its way out and just, you know, go ahead and lean on Foles until Wentz is ready to come back and take over. I feel you know? exactly the same yeah. way. They, almost in the sense, and I've heard a few people say this this week, that the, it's it's incumbent upon the Eagles to protect Carson Wentz from himself yeah. in this spot because you know this kid. We know this kid. He is going to do everything possible to be back on the field to start next season. He's a hard worker. He's yeah. insane about this type of stuff. He just watched his teammates, Nick Foles, hoist the Lombardi trophy while he's in a leg brace. You know he yeah. is going to give every little ounce he has to get back, but it, it, this team has to think about Carson Wentz over the next 10 to 15 years, not Carson Wentz 
in 2018. Exactly. And you just want to protect him from himself, just like you said earlier. You know, um, and just make sure that he's really ready to go and not just putting himself in a bad situation. And I think also you're going to have to make sure that that line is up to par as well because there are a lot of changes that might be going on there where you need to make sure that the front is going to be ready for him, you know, because you're going to – the protection – it's going to be just as important. Yeah, we saw that. We yeah. saw it in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Look, Nick Foles dropped dimes, played amazing, showed athleticism we didn't know he had, but mm-hmm. the biggest reason he looked so good, other than maybe Doug Peterson, was that offensive line keeping him clean when exactly. he was back there. I-, I couldn't agree with you more, And at least from my perspective, and I understand that Foles' value is probably never going to be as high as it is right now. You know, mm-hmm. you just watched him not just win the Super Bowl, but – carry the team to a Super Bowl and be the best player on the field, the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. But I, I'm with you, Trey. And, and I know that it's got to be tough for Howie. Howie's a, a guy who loves value, a guy mm. who looks at a situation and says, wow, I can get, and, and probably can get more than most people can. We saw that with the Bradford trade, but Trey, I'm with you. The way this team is constructed, the way this team has a real chance at a repeat. I mean, there are only eight yeah. teams in the history of the sport that have done that. This mm-hmm. team has everyone, for the most part, coming back. And we'll get into some of the big decisions facing this team coming up. But yeah. I'm with you 100%. For me, at least, I think Nick Foles has to be here to start the season. Yeah. I think he's your opening night quarterback. I think that's the way this is going to play out. As much as Wentz wants to be back, I think you play it as safe as you possibly can with him. Definitely. And then, and then too, I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more Sutfield. Me too. During the preseason? They they love him. Yeah. Uh, You know, Daniel Jeremiah came out, and Daniel Jeremiah used to work for the Eagles. He's he's Mm -hmm. hooked in. He knows what he's talking about. He doesn't just throw stuff out there for no reason. He put a tweet out and said the Eagles love Nate Sudfeld, essentially. Like, this is a guy they believe in. Mm-hmm. And and their their actions show that. I mean, they kept him on the roster all season long so no one could poach him. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting point. Something we will get into more coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But coming up next, little Sixers dog Trey. It's oh, the yeah. Process pregame show coming up. It's brought to you by PGW. Safely del- delivering the natural gas that Philadelphia's homes and businesses depend on. Visit WeWorkForPhilly.com for more information on PGW. That is coming up next. The Process pregame show will get you ready for some Sixers magic and then some Eagles talk after that. It's Trey Thomas. It's James Seltzer. It's BGN Radio. Don't go anywhere. This is the Process pregame show brought to you by PGW on the voice of Sixers fans in Philadelphia. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the process pregame show brought to you by PGW safely delivering the natural gas that Philadelphia's homes and businesses depend on. Visit WeWorkForPhilly.com for more information on PGW. We'll get back to some Eagles talk in just a little bit. It's James Seltzer, Trey Thomas with BGN Radio. But now, a little Sixers talk as we talk about a team that is white hot. The Sixers, six wins in a row. They've won seven out of eight. And tonight... Of course, the Sixers are playing the Orlando Magic. That's brought to you by Premier Orthopedics, raising the bar in orthopedic care. This the Magic not playing as well as the Sixers. Trey, they've lost four straight. They are eighteen and forty on the season. The Sixers at thirty-one and twenty-five. A nice opportunity for the Sixers to continue their winning streak here. And before I get into some specifics, Trey, speaking of that winning streak, and and again, you know, the Flyers just won again, and even the Phillies are winning in spring training. Trey. When you look at this Sixers team and, and and coming off that awesome win in Chicago and the, the passion and the, the excitement, do you think that the Eagles Super Bowl victory has had a palpable effect on these other teams? Is that part of the, in any way in your mind, part of the reason these teams are playing so well right now? Well, I think that, you know, it can't, that, that, that winning energy and the vibe that comes behind that, I think guys are feeding off of. And I think even when the fans when they come to the stadiums, they they're, they're that energy that's 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 still floating from the Super Bowl is still in there, and and you can feel that. And I think when those when the, even if it's the if it's the uh, Sixers or the Phillies or the or the, or the Flyers, when you step in and the fans have that same energy about them, the players feed off of that, and I think that just help, helps elevate their game. I I totally agree yeah. with you. I I don't even know how you could argue against it. 
it's human emotion. Mm -hmm. You see something like that happen in your city, your fan base. How could you not want to go out and try and do the same thing? How could that not give you a little bit extra motivation? I totally agree with you, Trey. And, and look tonight, a nice opportunity for this Sixers team. They should be able to handle the magic. Of course, Ben Simmons coming off a monster game against the Bulls. Triple-double, 32 points, 11 assists, or close to a triple-double, excuse me, seven boards. Joel Embiid, a monster game yeah. as well, 30 and and uh, 13 on the, the boards there. And, and I don't know, at least for me with Embiid, uh, I, I felt really special watching him in the All-Star game in the sense that you know, the NBA All-Star Game, I think, is the best of all the All-Star Games. Uh, I'm not a huge All-Star Game guy, mm-hmm. but at least in the NBA All-Star Game, it feels like every year in the fourth quarter, the guys really do try at least. They yeah. want to be the best out there. And and there were, you know, some heavyweight NBA Hall of Fame players out there. And, you know, obvious LeBron and Durant and Steph and all those guys. And my biggest takeaway watching Joel Embiid play on that stage was he belonged. Yeah. He he should have been out there with the best of the best in the sport. He's in his second season. He's played 70-something games in his career, yeah. and he looked like he belonged with the greats of the greats. That's really exciting, Trey. Yeah, he's extremely talented just as a big man center. And I mean, extremely well-rounded on the court, can handle the ball. I mean, you know, when you see someone that's that athletic and, and can shoot, man, you know, that, and he's one of those guys, like I'm telling my son, Look, man, that's who you need to watch. Mm -hmm. You need to watch this game. You know, start studying guys like that because that's where the game is. You know, where you you have to be able to be able to shoot. You have to have that range. Be able to have some ball skills to take it to the hole. And also be able to pound down in the paint. I mean, you know, and he's all of that. His his athleticism at his size, his ability to shoot outside, his ability to take the ball to the hole. His and 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 even more than obviously the the freakish athleticism at seven foot two, which you just shouldn't have. He's a maniac competitive wise. Yeah. Like he wants to win so desperately every time he's out there. And I, I just love that. I love yeah. seeing that. I love that kind of competitiveness. And uh, look, it's an exciting time for mm-hmm. the Sixers. And tonight they should be able to handle the magic again. Sixers magic coming up. And uh, Andrew Porter will come your way with the process post game show as well after that. And I think Wentz is at that game today. Ooh, Helping really? get the f- crowd fired uh, up. You know, a little pregame. It. Yeah, Ooh. man. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he's, he's ringing, ringing the, the bell. bell. Yeah, so Wentz is going to be out there ringing the bell. You That's know, to kind of help about. help keep that energy going, man. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. It's going yeah. to be awesome. So Sixers magic. Check it out again. This has been the process pregame show brought to you by PGW Safely Delivering the Natural Gas that Philadelphia's homes and businesses depend on. Visit WeWorkForPhilly.com for more information on PGW. This has been the process pregame show again. Andrew Porter will have your recap after with you later tonight after the game. For now, 888-729-9494. Let's get some Eagles talk going. Trey and I with you for the next hour. BGN Radio. We'll talk some foals. We'll talk some off-season decisions and a whole lot more. 888-729-9494. It's Trey Thomas, James Seltzer, BGN Radio. We're coming right back. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. That's right. This is BGN Radio. James Seltzer, Trey Thomas, coming your way. Trey, we got to talk a little bit about some of the decisions this team faces heading the offseason, but interrupted by some process pregame show. So let's get back to that, Trey. As we discuss the Nick Foles, I think we both are on the keep Foles bandwagon right now. I know there are a lot of people who disagree with that. If you want to weigh in on on why, and I know Brandon, our own Brandon Lee Gowton, one of those people who believes trading Foles while his value is this high is the best move for this f- franchise's future. 888-729-9494. Would love to hear those types of calls because I can understand that, Trey. I get mm-hmm. it from a value perspective, from a, you know the fact that Carson Wentz really is the long-term answer here and, and whatnot. But at least for me, after watching very clearly the importance of a backup quarterback this this past season, mm-hmm. I have trouble letting Foles go in spite of all of that. Definitely. I, I, I can't let Foles go, you know, because then now you're going into the season. You let, If you trade Foles, you're going into the season with Sutfeld. 
then what else after that? Who, who you know, who, because Wentz, if he's not going to be ready at the beginning of the season, who are you going to be, who, who are you leaning on? Are you bringing in a big time free agent or are you going to just draft somebody and have another rookie as a backup? It's a great question. You is know? it going to be like a Josh McCown type guy or yeah. is it going to be a, a, another guy you're developing? And, and how, I know they like Nate Sudfeld. We talked about that, yeah. but how much do they like Nate Sudfeld? How far along do they think he is? It's a great point because if you think about it this way, we all think that the Eagles are going to open the season on Thursday night and raise the banner. Mm-hmm. You can have Nate Sudfeld as your quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's an optics yeah. thing. It's not, it shouldn't matter, but you're raising the banners at the link for the first time ever. And you're going to have Nate Sudfeld go out to quarterback that team. That just feels wrong. Right. Trey? Yeah, It just doesn't even sound right. It doesn't, it, sound it, right. it doesn't even sound right. Now that you say it, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I like that. Yeah. Well, speaking, you know. speaking of that, the Wentz thing, uh-huh. you've been obviously played in the league forever. You've been, you've coached, you've been mm-hmm. around football your entire life. Realistically, a, a, obviously a hard work, all that. What are the chances in you think that Carson Wentz can legitimately be not just ready to play week one, but but it'd be a smart decision to play in week one? I don't know. You know, um, it, it, that healing process is just a funny thing. Um, I I just, I would err on the side of just caution and just would not rush it. I just would, would like for him to be, but make sure that he's totally comfortable out there. You know, because it's going to be at some point, you know, the the healing process is, is taken it ran its course. Um, is he's going to have his strength, but it's going to be does he have confidence on what's going on out there? He's going to have to wear a knee brace. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be have, have a nice knee brace out there. How does he feel with that? Um, and then how is he when you start having guys flying around your knees? Because, I mean, you know, that can throw your game off, especially when you're looking at trying to make that type that short in, uh, in intermediate throw or any throws that's going out there. And then you have a f- helmet flying across your knees, you know, that can make you pull your arm down a little bit or just do something to kind of throw your pass off, which could create a turnover or something. So I don't know. It's just, it's comfort level and just making sure that, you know, that he's going to be okay with it. I wouldn't rush it. There's no need to rush it. I feel the same way, yeah. especially, and that's why you keep Foles. You don't have yeah. to rush it yeah. if you keep Foles here and you feel confident with the Super Bowl MVP going out and starting for your team. Yeah. But I also think you make a great point just talking about Wentz and the way he plays. And I know that a lot of people have said he's got to stop the running. You know, he's got to be a pocket quarterback. And and sure, as as he matures and all that, he will learn to be smarter. But I mean, a lot of that's instinct, right, Trey? Yeah. Like, like it, it, it can't be that easy for him to just say, I'm not going to run when there's a lane for me to run, right? Uh, he's just playing the game. You know, now, there were times where I felt like, all right, man, that was an unnecessary hit. You didn't have to take that hit. Right. But, um, you know, he, he was starting to get a little bit smarter, a little wiser in that department where he would take a slide or get out of bounds or wasn't trying to run the guy over. Yeah, like or, that, you know, I'm with you. That Carolina yeah, game yeah. when he lowers his shoulder. Man, <laughs> and I know I know his teammates love that. And yeah. I know that's your your leader and it's great to see. But at the same time, I'm like, dude. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do stop that. Stop it. Yes, yes. But but then, you know, you help to keep the drive alive. Because sometimes if things go bad, because sometimes just every now and then, you know, offensive linemen, we miss a block. No. It, yeah, every now and then. You know, it's very rare. You know, very rare thing that, that does happen from time to time. And so athletic quarterbacks can save you in those in, in, sure. during those times. Because there have been several times in a pass block where I just knew that that defensive end had me and I just had to yell at five like, you know what, I need you to start running now. Because I am beat, and he has beat me bad, and I need you to get the field. Because you know? <laughs> if not, save me. Yeah, the hit is coming, and I would always yell five, five. You know, because here he comes, and he and he beat me clean. So I need you to get upfield. You know, but um, it, but Wentz does a really good job. His pocket presence is crazy. Absolutely. You know, um, and from year one, you saw the jump. Like obviously, we saw a massive jump across the board, but. You really saw a jump from year one to year two in his pocket presence, his yeah. understanding of when pressure was coming his way, all that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and he does a really good job also is, you know, he doesn't drop back really far. It, you know, his, his, his progression, his drop back progression isn't really deep. Like McNabb, when he would drop, his, his seven-step drops would be almost 10, 11 yards mm-hmm. back, you know. I think he's, you know, I think the game has evolved where a lot of quarterbacks now are looking at, you know, even though we just beat them, how Tom Brady works the pocket, where mm-hmm. it's never like that really deep drop. You keep it right there in the pocket and you get rid of the ball on time. If the lane is there, he's athletic enough to take it. 
you know, but just don't take the extra, you know, the extra hits. And then, I mean, the injury that he occurred from, from you know, that hurt him. I mean, you know, he went out trying, you scoring. Yeah. You're going for the score. I mean, I can't, you can't be upset for something like that. If you're going to go down, that's how you go down. Totally. Laying it out on the line for your team, you know, but. You just—I don't want to see unnecessary hits, though. I, just, I, yeah, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. And the and the the pocket awareness, the pocket mobility, Carson's great at it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And we've seen it time and time again. But there is something special about him that that yeah. does allow him to make some plays that other guys can't. You mm-hmm. know, the 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 we saw it many times. The magic type plays that really does add that extra level to a guy's play and to a team's play. And I think that picks teams up and mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. But I'm with you. And look, I think the best thing about Wentz, and, and that's the beautiful thing, is actually his brain. Yeah. After all that, like yeah. he is a 6'5 athletic freak who can do all kinds of things. But the fact that he has the ability to to understand and recognize, and, and it happens so quickly for him, and get through his progressions, and we saw such a jump in there. Mm-hmm. For me, that's why I think he can be successful, even if he didn't have that type of athleticism to make those plays. Mm-hmm. But man, the other thing I love, always looking downfield. The eyes are always downfield, which is another huge thing for a quarterback. Yeah. Even when he's scrambling, he's looking to be able to make the big throw. Um, and it's, you know, like the timing, you know, because really, People, you know, sometimes when I walk around and I just ask somebody, you know, how long do you think the quarterback has to throw the ball? And they're like, oh, three to four seconds. I'm what? like, man, the average seven-step drop takes 2.5 seconds. Yeah. You only have two to 2.5 seconds to get rid of that ball. Or protection naturally breaks down at the 2.5 seconds. Absolutely. It just breaks down. Somebody's going to come clean. So, you know, to be able to make those re- – and then that just tells you how fast these receivers are as well. Absolutely. Especially when you see a big throw. But, you know, to be able to process all of that information, get the ball out, get, get, receive the snap, get the ball out on time, it's just, you know, it's not something to be taken lightly. 888-729-9494. And uh, I'm with you. And, and real quick, before we even get there – Carson Wentz is your quarterback. I have heard multiple <laughs> calls this week of people being like, oh, well, we can just trade Wentz. Or, oh, man, come oh, on. Foles is the Let's guy. Stop it. Stop. Stop. No, stop it. We, we, I won't even, if you call up and say that, I'm hanging up on We're you. We're hanging up I'm on you. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. So, Even and, if my mom calls up here with that. We're oh hanging up on her with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> my mom, Tina from Miami, if she calls, that's my mom. She's getting hung up yeah, That's on. right, mom. I'm sorry. You're that's wrong. That's right. Too bad. <laughs> sorry. Uh, 888-729-9494. Coming up in just a little bit. Trey has done a little research for us. Yeah, going to tell us some a little bit about the offensive line prospects coming in the draft. And personally, I think that's the position the Eagles are going to have the biggest focus on. Uh, also, going to get into some of the other big decisions facing this team this offseason. But let's head out to the phones. Let's start it out in South Philly and talk to my buddy Darren. What up, D? Oh, oh wait. First of all, let me say, Trey, I never saw you miss a block. Stop speaking that blast. <laughs> Every now and then, you know, a little sweat got in my eye. Yeah, you know, you know something you know happened, but it wasn't my fault, though, usually. We, <laughs> you know? We know, we know. And now back to you, Mr. Seltzer. Uh-oh. You ignored my tweet, and you're sorry. What tweet? Said, my good buddy. You heard him, Trey? You heard him, Trey, right? My good friend, I, Did I not yeah. put you up first? I went right to you. I mean, come I, I, on, I appreciate D. it. I, I appreciate I, I, it, but I'm, it's yeah. not even that. Let me, let me tell you my beef. So, I forget what day it was. The question was, uh, Famous sports person that could potentially be president. It was in my buddy's hands. He could have sent me to see the Eagles opening night. He doesn't pick my answer, Trey. And, <laughs> see how's my friend does me? Well, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, first of all, it was not in my hands. I, I had a couple other people who had a little bit more say than I did, sadly. Who, who was your pick? Who was your selection? Uh, it was Coach K. Oh, okay. That's a great answer. Yeah. That was a great yeah, answer. That's pretty Dan. solid there. You were right there. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just couldn't resist. I had to mess with you. you know, oh, well, it wouldn't be uh, you calling me if you weren't, right? <laughs> exactly. What's on your but mind now, today, brother? I mean, honestly, it's baseball. So, I mean, I'm going to throw a curveball, Trey. Sorry. I mean, I'm still high as hell on the Eagles. I mean, I'm not, this is that. But baseball-wise, I was liking what I was seeing. We just need pitching. Other than uh, Jake Ariella, who are potentials that we could either sign or trade for? Because I feel as though the way they're playing and the way they're looking – we might be able to make this a really special year in Philly. Darren, I, I love that. Uh, just the fact that you love and want to talk baseball with me makes me happy. Uh, but I, I think you're dead on with that. I, you know, you could trust Nola, and then there's no one else in this rotation that you could feel really good about. I think Arietta's a real legitimate possibility. I, I, I think that if they are willing to go to four years, they'll get him. I don't think at the moment they are. I think if, you know, three years, they apparently turned down three years, 82 million. 
I don't know how much higher you can go on an you know an annual average value. Three years, ninety maybe. I do that. I'm fine with that. They have all the money in the but world. The fourth year, but fourth but you, let's could, couldn't you put. You, fr- you put a fourth year in there with contingencies that could protect the club. Well, that's who so you would hope for, but it, the, you, you could. It's a question of whether Arietta and and Scott Boris more like it will agree oh, to that. Yeah, but Boris I but I problem. think if and I do think there's a real real chance they get Arietta. If they don't, uh, the biggest name that that I've heard mentioned in the Phillies who I like a lot is Alex Cobb. He's a really good pitcher. He's coming off. Uh, he had Tommy John surgery two years ago, so last that's season came pitcher, back. Right? That's the Rays pitcher, correct? Okay. He came back. He's, you know, he's a good pitcher. I like his upside. The injuries are the worry with him. After Alex Cobb, it's you know you're starting to get in your innings, eatings type of guys. You know Lance Lynn potentially. Um, you know other than that, it's you're looking at guys who are not exciting, Darren. It's guys who you're bringing in like Wade Miley or or Ricky Nolasco no, 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 no. or you're bringing no. in guys. Exactly. That's the point. At that point, you may as well just try Ike off, try Eflin, try these guys out and see what you got. But Darren, great call, by the way. Really appreciate you talking to the Phillies with us. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the Phillies are in a spot where I, I truly believe there is a pitcher who is not on this team right now who will be in the starting rotation by the time the season starts. All right, let's talk some birds out in Reading with Mike. Mike, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, James. Hey, Trey. Still Super Bowl champions, baby. You're damn right, All right. Baby. What's happening? So, Trey, let me just say that I was watching you and, and Remy and McNabb, Westbrook, Dawkins, and Trot when I was in middle school, and, like, you guys are my superheroes, man. Like, you didn't want to play football. I just want to say thank you so much for your time, Eagle, man. All right. Thank you. Um, I want to get really quick to Wentz and Falls. Um, like, Wentz, he's definitely the, the captain of the ship. And at the same time, I think Falls are in the right to be a star in this league. If that's what he Agreed. wants, like, like – he no one comes into sports and doesn't want to start. Like you have to have that desire in there. Like that's one thing I'm. Uh, I'm thinking that people understand where they're saying, "Oh, he's he's humble, just being the backup." Like he's a competitor. Doesn't he want to to start? You know, Mike. It's a, it's a great point, and I do agree with you. I think look what what Nick Foles did for this team for this city. I think he deserves the right mm. to to say, "Hey, I want to go start somewhere." Uh, again, look, it all comes back to the Wentz injury and the Eagles knowing his timeline better than any of us do. If the Eagles know I, that he's going to miss half a season or whatever, then that, then Nick is a starter, you know, for, for all intents and purposes. But I'm with you, Mike. And, and I, to the competitiveness thing, I don't know if everyone out there, I know a lot of people have seen that the mic'd up of the Super Bowl that NFL Films put out. That was my biggest takeaway from that was – was how intense yeah. Nick Foles is during a game. How badly that guy wanted to Absolutely. win. How in control he was. He was such a leader out there, Mike. That blew me away. Absolutely, yeah. Like, he was out there. He's the one calling for the Philly special. I'll support the one this yeah, season. Absolutely, like, man. <laughs> the guts, man. Like, I will say this. Like, if if he is fine with staying here out of the year, and I, and I thought about it, and we are missing draft capital, but it's like you said, how do you, how do you go into the starting on Thursday night? Uh, with Nate Sudfeld, who he doesn't have the experience that Nick Foles has. Like I, I, I believe they like Nate Sudfeld, and I'm sure with some time, Doug Peterson can make him competent. But he doesn't have. He's why Foles worked out. Foles had experience. He even had playoff experience. So yeah, like no, he had pedigree. Yes, Mike, great, great call. And also, he not only had pedigree, like you said, he had experience. He's he's done successful things in the league. Whether or not 27 and two was fueled by luck or this or that or Chip Kelly or whatever you want to say, hmm. it still happened. Like that guy still went out and threw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in a season. Yeah, he's had success at the NFL level that Nate Sudfeld obviously has not. Um, but to that point, Trey, you know, we've talked a little bit about how much they like Nate Sudfeld. Do you think it is possible that 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 Nate Sudfeld is their guy in terms of the backup quarterback? In terms of what Andy? I mean, you figure, you know, we've heard a lot of of you know, you know, Peterson was with Andy for a long time, all that type of stuff. Andy always had that guy. He always had the AJ Feely yeah. he was trying to develop and and use as an asset moving forward. Hmm. Do you think that's the plan with Nate Sudfeld? And and how much do you think they actually do like him? I, I, obviously, they really do like him just by everything that they, they've shown. Um, and even when you watched him in the Dallas game, he looked like he can, you know, had some potential. He's got, yeah, he's he had got some potential. He, I agree with you. He had some you know? skills, a little mobility, yeah. you know, threw a nice ball. Yeah, has a nice, it seems like he has a strong arm. Um, you know, I, I just didn't see enough. So I, I'm really looking forward to this preseason and just really getting a chance to, you know, watch his game and see how everything works. Because I don't, I personally don't think Wentz is going to play any of this preseason. I don't either. 
You know, and then you know, so then now you're gonna have Foles out there, get him out there. He's gonna be on the uh, with the ones if he's here. He'll be with the ones. Then they, that's gonna be getting that series or two throughout the throughout the uh, preseason, and then we're gonna get a chance to really get a chance to get get a good look at Sutfield. I agree with you, and, and I'm and, looking forward to it. And for what it's worth, and and again, none of us know. Only Carson Wentz and and his doctor and and potentially the Eagles know exactly where he's at in his recovery and what the, the progno, real prognosis is. Mm. Reading the tea leaves, hearing things like, I expect to be back week one, but no hard type of stuff. I personally would be shocked if Carson Wentz is fully ready to play week one and, and no issues, whatever. It's possible, yeah. but it, in terms of everything you hear about the type of injury, the type of damage he did, it seems like it would be a real surprise. Let's head out to Ocean City and talk to Roger. Roger on WIP. Hey, you guys, I was just wondering about that Eric Rowe trade, man. They were supposed to get a third-round pick if he played more than 50% yeah, of the Yeah, he staff. didn't. He didn't. He played like You're 20. you got to be kidding. Yeah, man. no, they you get it's a me? fourth. Yeah, they get a fourth for it. it he played like 20-something percent of the snaps. 47%? 20-something percent. I, I'm not sure exactly. I think it was like 29%, 27%, something like that. Oh my God! So we're only gonna we're not gonna have no second or third round pick. Correct. We'll they have two fourths. Round. That is correct. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. Don't That's fret. Amazing. It's okay. We're gonna I be know. all right. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna be all right. There it is. Yeah. And you know, Ro- Roger. You know why it's especially gonna be okay? Because no matter what happens, the NFL commissioner is gonna be in. Dallas, Texas, and yes. he's going to say with the 32nd pick, the Super Bowl champion Eagles select, and that's all we're ever going to need. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, for sure. and I don't think yeah. we need a lot of draft picks because, I mean, what are you going to pick, though? Because this team is so stacked. And you've got everyone coming back. And, we and, need some linebackers. Dude. Yeah, you definitely need linebackers. linebackers. Roger, great yeah. call. I agree with you. Linebackers is interesting, but another position Another position, I think, when you look at the way this team is situated, obviously Big V stepped up and played well. And yeah. and I want to talk about Jason Peters as well because I think that's a really interesting decision that this team is going to have to make this offseason. One of the most interesting when you factor in you know, his time here, his impact in the locker room, all that type of stuff. But Trey, uh-huh. a little research yeah, man. on the offensive line prospects <laughs> in the draft. We're going to get into that next as well as looking at some of these other tough decisions this team faces. Jason Peters, Jordan Hicks, the linebacker position. Nigel Bradham, do you bring him back? The running back position. Brandon Graham potentially needing to be re-signed. All that type of stuff. There are a lot of big decisions facing this team this offseason. In addition to the Nick Foles talk, which you can still weigh in on at 888-729-9494. But coming up next, we're going to dive deep into Trey's research for the (laughs) upcoming draft. Some offensive line prospects and then get into some of these tough decisions the team faces to try and keep this team together to be the ninth team in the history of the sport to like repeat it. as a Super Bowl champion. 888-729-9494. Trey Thomas, James Seltzer, BGN Radio. We're coming right back. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. James Seltzer and Trey Thomas coming your way. Another 30 minutes. Andrew Porter. After that, don't miss that. Trey, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about the draft. We had a caller call up lamenting the fourth round pick instead of a third round pick for Eric Rowe. But Trey, you took some time and, and you've been doing a little, uh, starting to do your research on these, yeah. these prospects. I personally think when you look at the way, you know, Big V obviously stepped up, but Samalo, who knows where that's going. They need depth along the line, especially when we'll get into Jason Peters and that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. they need to start to to get those guys who are going to be the next part of that core of that offensive line. Who are some of the guys that have stood out to you so far in your early part of this process? You know, just um, you now, first of all, when I look at watch film, I don't look at it like how everybody else looks at it. And they say, OK, well, it looks like he has good flexibility and he has good <laughs> knee bend and ankle bend and all of that. I don't care about all that. What I loose look at, hips. He's yeah, got loose oh, hips, yeah. He's great. loose hips. He can change his Draft hips. him now. Yeah, let's let's do that. You know, <laughs> but then he can't block. So I look at when I watch an offensive lineman, I look at how many things what we have to correct to make him game ready. So, you know, when I go over the list, you know, right out the gate, 
if I had to pick one that, that would be kind of a hybrid, I would go um, Martinez Rankin out of Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 6'5". He, could play, he plays on the left side. Um, I just felt like his, his technique was really good, did a really good job of using his hands, got great movement off the ball. He could get, you know, someone. He's at that height where, you know, 6'5 is kind of where I would like my guards to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I wouldn't want my guards. No taller. Yeah, it? yeah, no taller than 6'5", maybe 6'6", at that guard position. Uh, I think he's a little short maybe, you know, for um, tackle. You know, you like you kind of like your tackles to be tall, like me, Ryan, Lane. You know, Lane is a tall guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jason Peters is different. I think Jason Peters is probably about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, mm-hmm. maybe. But, I mean, he's so athletic, you can put him wherever and, and just let him just do his too. thing. And he's like, yeah. just he's a big man. You yeah. know? He just feels big when you're around him. You're like, wow, yeah. that is a big dude. Yeah. Now, if you're looking for someone that's a, a, a traditional tackle, tackle uh, you know, Mike uh, McClanchy. Mike McGlinchey, yeah. Mike McGlinchey out of Notre Dame. Yeah. 6'7", you know, did a really good job. His technique is good. Solid hands every now and then. He oversets, but that's something that you can kind of work on. Um, But when I'm looking at some of these tackles, I see a lot of bad habits that you can correct it, but when they get in a bad situation, they revert back to that, and that makes me nervous when I start seeing them when they step up field with their outside foot first. When you take that false step or when you have a bad habit of you bring your hands in right before you punch because then it makes you late, or if you're catching, or if you're like always the last one off the ball. If you're looking for a tackle, you should be always the first one off the ball, possibly before the center. You yeah, know, he no, is I mean, moving. Jason Peters, yeah. always the first guy off the ball, sometimes yeah. to his detriment, you yeah. know, the, the full starts. But yeah. um, I think you bring up a really interesting concept in here, and, and it's something that I notice a lot. And, you know, with the whole combine thing, and that's coming up next week. John Barchard will be out there. Follow Matt John Barchard on Twitter, BGN Radio, all kinds of content coming from Indy for you from John being out there. But uh, I personally think, and the combine has become this whole, you know, show like a thing you know the whole its whole thing is that yeah. the, it's become bigger than itself but at the same time I personally feel like and I know there are certain drills that that yield very important numbers and a, and a yeah. cornerback has to be this fast to be able to catch up and stuff like that but mm-hmm. at least in terms of offensive linemen I feel like and and on the whole I feel like we do a, a, a real disservice underrating their actual production in college and overrating these drill numbers do, yeah. do you find that Yes, I think that sometimes, you know, guys get drafted off of their combine performance and it's not as much weight put into the film and just really looking at, okay, can this guy play the game? Because, you know, like I said, I try to look at how many bad habits are we going to have to be, will we have to break? Because, I mean, that's, and now you don't have the same time like you had in years past with the mini camps and training camp to really Way less time. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the most underreported or talked about stories in yeah. football is it's why we have a month of sloppy play when the season starts. Exactly. Cause these guys don't have the same time to work together. Exactly. And that's why technique is extremely important. And that's why I will always want to look for linemen that, that, that are a little bit more polished. You know, uh, that don't have the, the those little bad habits of, you know, of what I was talking about before um, earlier with stepping up field with his outside footage, just all that other stuff. Or if he turns a little too much, if he turns too quick or something like that, you know, that those are things that you can work on. But those little just mechanics that you just do it just automatically are the things that, you know, that makes me a little nervous when you're looking at the guys. But when you look at the combine, some of the drills sometimes are, you know, you look at especially the pass set drill. Where you have that, I didn't, especially when I went to the combine, I didn't do anything, right? you know, because I was, I was slated to be, you know. You're like, I'm a, a first round pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm a first good, round draft pick. Baby. I'm showing up, weighing in. Goodbye. I'll yeah. see you guys later. Yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, you know, guys that have to go out there and do the drills, you know, some of those drills, you know, make guys look really bad because, sure. you know, especially the pass setting drill, because you're, you're setting out there and you have to set either vertical. They have one side where you're setting vertical. They have the other side where you're setting at a 45 degree angle. And you have a def- uh, another off- offensive lineman that's supposed to be the defensive end that's out- probably about four or five yards outside of you, and then he just takes off upfield, and then you have to pass it. That well, the problem that that creates is that when you have a when you look, especially when you're dealing with somebody that's that far out there, and he's even to you on the line of scrimmage, you're gonna take bad footwork just automatically, just because 
you're trying to really just get back and try to look as smooth as possible. And a lot of times you see guys take some really bad footwork based off that drill. I wish they would take that, at least push <laughs> the guy back, have the defender back up a couple yards just so the guy can take a proper set. But, um, you know, and then the, the shuttle drills and, you know, the mirror drill, I, I, I get what they're trying to look for with that. You want to make sure that the guy isn't cl- cl- bringing his feet together. Right, and lateral you know. quickness yeah, and things yeah. like that. Ability to get to the second level. Jason Kelsey, one of those guys who yeah. probably got himself drafted by his performance at the Combine with his athleticism mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a great point, Trey. Now, let's let's spin around. And also, we'll have more. Trey, BGN Radio will be bringing you more draft stuff. We're talking mm-hmm. about some stuff. We're going we're gonna to get this stuff going. Yeah. But let's spin it to the team now, Trey, because I think that we've talked a lot about the decisions that this team faces this offseason. And one of the biggest decisions is going to be Jason Peters. Yeah. And you assume, I think we all assume that Jason Peters will just be here if he wants to play because he's Jason Peters. And as far as it goes, cutting him doesn't make a lot of sense financially. If you cut him, it basically it's, I think it's six, uh, five million of dead cap money out of the uh, almost 11 million. So it's just, there's no reason to cut him. Mm-hmm. You either need to have him restructure his contract or figure something else out. And and we saw last year he wasn't super excited to take a discount. Mm-hmm. Knowing Jason Peters, knowing his importance to the locker room, all that type of stuff, how do you see this kind of playing out here? Um, you know, this is going to be something that he's going to have to want to do. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Jason Peters is the type of guy that, you know, he's going to put this team and, and is going to look at it and, and weigh his options, you know, and look at, okay, well, you know, this team has been good to me. The city's been good to me. You know, do I want to have to take this discount so that I can stay here and have an opportunity to go and win? Well, that's the key, right? Because yeah. because he would only be taking a discount. It wouldn't be a slight to him. It's the fact that the Eagles are $10 million over the cap right now. Like, you yeah. need every dollar you can find, mm-hmm. right? It's more that, that he's going to have to say, all right, if I want to win, maybe this is something you have to consider. Yeah, yeah, just something you consider. Because now you get a chance because now you're coming back off of injury. You want to go out there just like Carson. You want to go out there and go and host that trophy up Win yourself your and play your own, you know. So I think, and 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 you you're looking at the team and you're seeing the talent around this team and seeing like, all right, you know what, we have a chance to go and repeat. So I think I might want to let's let's explore it at least to make see if it makes sense for him. I I, I agree hundred percent, and I do think that you know, look. Him and Jeffrey Lurie are best friends. He's yeah. at all types of – I think Jason Peters will be back. And I think if nothing else, we saw before the injury last year that you don't doubt this guy. No. Whatever age it is, he was playing at an all-pro level at oh, yeah. 36 years old. Yeah. And I believe that he can come back from this. We saw him come back from two Achilles tears, which yeah. is insane yeah. that he got back to the level he did. Coming to the phones a sec, real quick, if, if he had to, if the way it shook out, it made sense, could Jason Peters play guard? Yes. I think he could play guard. He's explosive enough to bump down the guard and he can create movement off the run. He could do it. Um, now he's getting up in, in years. You know, do you want to take the pounding that guard presents? Because it's a little different game from when you move down inside. Because now all your action is right there in your face. You're dealing with a much bigger guys a lot, you know, and you're, you're pretty much the tip of the spear when it comes to the blocking uh progressions and Schemes combinations and, and all of that. Yep. You're the guy that's creating the movement, you know? So um, I think he's talented enough to do it, uh, you know, but are you going to put Vitae at left tackle and bring, bump, Probably bump not. Jason I'm down? Just, I'm just saying yeah. options. I'm yeah, just, he could do optionality it. Here. He could do it. Definitely do it. And smart enough to make the calls and do all of that yeah. and understands it, you know, but, um, and has the temperament because you need, your guards have to be extremely just nasty. Yeah. You like know, Brandon Brooks, like yeah, that type just, of just just nasty guys. You know, yeah. hey, you go around, you just push push cats in the back of their head, <laughs> slap food out of people's <laughs> hands. You know, just I love it. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Patrick in Willow Grove. Patrick, what's on your mind tonight, brother? I'm doing good today. How are you? Good. All um, right. Big, good. Uh, big Flyers win today. Uh, number one. All they do and, is uh, win, Patrick. All they do yeah. is win. That's right. Yeah. And um, just want to um, say prayers for all the uh, people in Florida and um, what they're going through. Yeah. And um, the Eagles, um, I keep Nelson Aguilar. I thought he had a great year last year. Oh, 
yeah, oh, he's yeah. not going anywhere. I'm yeah, with you. They're no. going to have to make the decision. They'll pick up his fifth-year option for sure. Mm-hmm. I think coming down the road, that's going to be a decision, you know, signing him to a, a longer-term deal. But, yeah, Patrick, I think there's no oh, question yeah. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar is, is here right. keep, to stay. Keep, you got to keep Nelson Aguilar for next year? Absolutely. Oh, yes. 100%. Yes. Okay. And um, I like I like Nick Foles, but you just gotta give him time after he just won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's um, he's a great quarterback here, and um, I I think the Eagles did a phenomenal job in the Super Bowl, and it's um, it's great for the city just to have a Super Bowl. Totally and- agree, Patrick. Yeah. It is it has changed this city. It has changed the fan base. I I really feel like look, we talked about it before the open, but. I think it's had a profound effect on the other teams in yeah. the city. I think everyone's trying harder. Everyone wants it more. And also, we're just happier. Like, I wake up every day and I walk around and I think, oh, my God, mm-hmm. they actually did it. Like, yeah. it, it's not – I didn't dream it. We actually have a Super Bowl. And moving forward, the fact that Cowboys fans, Giants fans, Washington fans, all those teams, they can't say that to us anymore. Yep. They can't do the no rings thing. Mm-hmm. And now the beautiful thing is then we can get greedy. Yeah. Now we can start saying, let's repeat. Let's, let's go let's, for two. Let's go for two. Let's go for a dynasty. Let's do all that. And yeah. the beautiful thing is the way this team has been constructed. Yeah, they have some cap issues this year, but it's because you have a great roster that's all signed through this year and through next year. So yeah. it's a good problem to have. And, and look, there is no person on the planet I would rather have dealing with the cap issues than Howie Roseman. That guy is a, ma- a wizard. A wizard at it. Howie is the man He's now. the man. So uh, <laughs> so you, you have to feel good about the organization and their leadership and their ability to move it mm-hmm. forward. But a lot of tough questions that still need to be answered. We'll get into those more coming up. 888-729-9494. It's Trey Thomas, James Seltzer, Andrew Porter coming your way at 6 o'clock. One more segment to go. It's BGN Radio. We'll be right back. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Final segment for BGN Radio. It's Trey Thomas, James Seltzer. Coming your way for a few more minutes. Andrew Porter at the top of the hour taking you through the rest of the night. Don't miss my buddy, Andrew. Let's head back out to the phones, try and squeeze some people in before we get out of here. Let's head to Wilmington and talk to my buddy, Bob. Bob, how are you, man? My buddy, Jimmy. I'm doing okay. It's Jimmy and the Seminole today. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Right. I like that. Jimmy and the Seminole. I can roll with that. <laughs> hey, Trey, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about Vitae for a second. Okay. Um, unlike most people, I, I watch line play because that's where the game's won. Uh-huh. And I... Hold on, say that. Just say it one more time. Just say that one more time because people need to hear that. Line play is where the game is won. I mean, just ask 55. I mean, he won the game. You should see Trey right now, Bob. He just made his night. Yes. It's about time. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Trey, it appears to me that Vikai is not only an adequate, but a good run blocker. I mean, I saw him put some guys on the ground in the ground game, and the Eagles ran well left this year, even after Peters left. His problem is obviously in the past game, at least my take on it is, and it seems like he gets beat inside some. Yeah. Do you notice that, or what can he do to to fix that? Well, is it his set or what? Well, what's going on sometimes when he does get beat inside is he oversets the guy a little bit. He has to start learning how to count steps. You see what I'm saying? That's one of the things that, because, yeah. you know, if, you're, if you go by the old school train of thought, you know, they tell offensive linemen, they always told them, watch the shoulders of the defensive end. And, and, but the reality of it, if I wait to see those shoulders turn to me, then that means I'm late already. So he has to kind of learn how to, when he's watching film, how to count steps to know, okay, if this guy's foot is back, he's going to be coming in on whatever step that it is. Um, you know, because if his inside foot is back, the guy would come in one, two. His third step is what he's pushing off, and he's coming into you. If it's outside his foot is back, it's his fourth step that he's coming into you on. So when you start learning that type of stuff and you start picking up, okay, that's where you start elevating your game and you stop, you, you kind of cut out the oversetting. Now, there are times that I saw where his hips, because if it's a bull rusher and a guy comes in, he kind of sinks his hips back a little too far, which right. allows that guy to give him that second pull and give him a different move. And then now you fall on your face. Because remember, when he first started, he would fall all the time. A guy would hit him with a yeah. move and then yeah. would snatch him down. Well, because his feet were getting snatched back, was he was jumping his feet a little too far behind him. But, um, I think that he definitely got a lot better, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Bob. You do, do you agree that he's a good run blocker? Yeah. I mean, we, 
and the thing is, think about Aguilar from year two to three. I mean, he's still a kid. I mean, I mean, Vitae's got the. I mean, I think he's got the ability. I mean, he's yeah. certainly got the size. You know, yeah. uh, uh, and he's a second year guy. He's a fifth year Dan draft pick he, or fifth round draft pick he never put his hand on the ground in college uh, I, I think he's got a chance to be good but Bobby, I just wanted your take on it Bobby great call and especially I think that the thing you love about big V2 is is this guy's gotten a lot of real deal reps yeah. early in his career fifth round pick comes in the league because of the Peters injuries last yeah. year obviously this year I mean it's a guy who's got real NFL experience at a young age for that type of pick it's exciting and have gone up against some big names and shut them down you know, yes. shut down Von, some really Von big Miller names. Every, he had his best game of his career against Everson freaking Griffin. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, from Bob to Bob in Buckingham. <laughs> Bob, what's on your mind tonight? It's crazy. He took all the words from me. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I listen to Trey, and he's just so knowledgeable. My God. And, uh, My man knows what he's talking about, Bob. <laughs> He, he does. Yeah. You know what I, I, I mean? He, he plays the game, but you know what? He talks and he, uh, everything that guy said, I totally agree with him. But, you know, if, if the big man wants to come back, I want to see him back. You know, it's just like. Yeah, and but. He, he I... can sit on the, uh, you know, but you know what? That kid played a hell of a series. You know, he went against the best of the best. I thought, I thought he did well. Yeah. Bobby, I agree with you. I thought Definitely. Big V acquitted himself very well. And and look, but look, uh, like you said, if Jason Peters wants to come back, is willing to, you know, help the team out a little bit with restructuring, whatever it is, and is physically able to be back, which it seems like he is. You heard people saying he yeah. could have played in the Super Bowl. He had so far along in his recovery yeah. or whatever, which is probably, you know, a little hyperbole, but yeah. you know, you have to feel good about the potential for Jason Peters at age 37 to come back and play. Oh, definitely, man. He's working hard. He, every time you, uh, you know, I've talked to him and you know, he's hey man, I'm getting ready. I'm coming back. It's awesome. And he's, he's that good that he can do that. And another thing, I just want to go back to big V real quick because you know, the guy was saying that we ran the ball a lot to the left. What showed me, what made Vitae firmed it up with me, his run blocking, was that we were able to run the ball right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because the backside, he was able to get that three technique cut off, and the combination blocks between he and the guard were a lot better on the backside so that we could run the ball right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like the, you know, getting him out on the field, getting it downfield and stuff like that, that's all good. But when he can lock down that backside, when it's a, pl- a run that's going to the right, and you can get all those cutoff blocks. Now we're talking about something. Yeah, and he man. definitely elevated his game in that. I'm with you, man. Big yeah. V, certainly, I think uh, I'm happy we kind of talked about him a little, a little bit here because one of more the the unsung kind of, you know, they're all heroes. I've yeah. said this before. All, all 53 guys, anyone who played for this team this season, all those guys are heroes in this city forever. Big V, one of the guys I don't think we've given enough credit to for how he came in and did what he did on mm-hmm. the fly. Um, so, Trey, it has been a, a blast. Hey, for those who don't know, Every single Tuesday, yeah, man, you can hear this guy. Yeah, this is the afternoon Got show, a Mark's, Trade Tuesday, Mark's racing Trey yeah. Thomas. I can't, you can't beat yeah. that. I love man, that's it. Awesome. That's I'm awesome. looking forward to it. I got to see what my music is going to be. Ooh, you I know, like what, that. What my Come, introduction. I had to talk to Ben. Yeah, well, see what's going on. I'm sure. I'm sure Ben will get you something good there. I'm going to talk to him. I think I text him, but then if I text him, he might not stop texting me. So yeah, I'll, that, I'll that wait happens. Monday. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, don't miss it. Every yeah. Tuesday, awesome stuff. And of course, Trey will be with us and all over. More from Trey uh, is is better in my book. <laughs> cool. um, coming up next. First of all, thank you, Michael Tafuri, my man, killing it behind the glass. One of the best producers in the business. Coming up next, the Andrew Porter Show, taking it at 10 o'clock. He'll have, I'm sure, some Eagles talk, some uh, some Sixers talk later as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. For Trey Thomas, I'm James Seltzer. Thank you for listening to BGN Radio.